gaslighting me. <laughs> what does that even mean? It's not even a thing. It doesn't mean anything. You just copy-pasted the first thing you saw from the internet. You ever have an original thought, Steven? <laughs> well, here's another episode. I, <laughs> the I, cult podcast. I, I never thought we would do. Life's funny like that. It's I know. Full of little happy accidents. Yeah. I agree. Neither of us really had any hype for this movie. True. Which is why we didn't really think about doing a cast. But I did a little reading, and I guess I convinced you that it was worth seeing. Well, the thing you said that made a lot of sense to me and and made me intrigued, apart from the fact that it's A24, because that's like a given, you know? Yeah. Was that it was a deconstruction of Generation Z. And I was like, oh. Mm. Let's do that. Because mm. <laughs> I'm interested. Zoomer culture. <laughs> you had me at deconstruction. <laughs> so hot right now. It's funny how Zoomer culture bleeds up into older generations. Like you've got like our parents and grandparents doing like TikTok stuff now. It's so weird. And it's always, did, did we hear the word cringe? We heard a lot of popular lingo and like jargon in this movie. Yeah. Did they ever say cringe though? Because that was what I was hoping for. I don't think they did. I think, honestly, they probably intentionally avoided that word. Good for them. <laughs> I love the word cringe right now. I'm cringing. Yeah. Cringe is what the first episode of She-Hulk was. <laughs> if you look it up in the dictionary, you'll see the first episode of She-Hulk. <laughs> a lot of cringe moments and a lot of funny moments, too. I'll give them that. But So you're excited for next week is what you're saying. I can't wait to do an episode on that. But anyway. Anyway. Today, Today, not the, not the She-Hulk cast. Today, we are talking about bodies, 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 bodies. bodies. The new A twenty four horror comedy or like thriller slasher comedy. Yeah. Um, well, it's a whodunit. Yeah, it's basically Among Us meta comedy. It's Among Us, the movie by A twenty four with yeah. uh, Zoomers Generation Z instead of little uh, astronauts in space <laughs> and. It, I mean, it goes beyond Gen Z. It essentially, like I said, it's a deconstruction of Generation Z, but it's also a commentary on the culture that surrounds them and that perpetuates them and their interaction with other generations as well. But it was pleasantly holistic in the sense that it wasn't like a scathing rebuke of the soullessness and the chaotic well, tendency. It had that. Yeah. There was that. But it was also... That happened. There was also like some insightful commentary that made it like not all bad, you know, like Generation Z is aware of these problems and these things going on, but they're still subject to these things, these social dynamics, like all the garbage that comes with social media that in the way it influences our interpersonal relationships and stuff like that. So it's funny that you're simultaneously aware of the problem and yet you're caught up in it. Yeah. Yeah. We're already in it, but before we, we continue to talk about that conversation, because that is probably the most exciting part, and the reason that this is podcast-worthy is that discussion, let's talk about just very quickly the plot and the cast of who is in it and who directed it. Yeah. I've got it right here, bruv. This film <laughs> was directed by a woman named Helena Rain. Rain? Rain? Rain. Helena? It's Helena, and then oh. her last name... Helena. Maybe it's a silent H. Helena. Helena. And then it's R-E-I-J-N. This person... Reagan. ...is an actress, director, author, producer. And I didn't 
know any of her other work, but I, apparently she starred in Valkyrie, that old Tom Cruise pick. Oh, I've seen it. You're a fan? No. Oh. I think that was a Brian Singer picture. Oh, really? Damn. Anyway, written. Mm, not a good one. I don't know if this was adapted from something. It might have been because the story credit goes to Kristen Rupinian. Rupinian. Rupin. 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 But the screenplay was done by Sarah Delap. 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 <laughs> Rough day for names for Gabe. Rough day for Gabe. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then we had a great cast with a lot of younger women. And then Pete Davidson and uh, Lee Pace was in there. As yes. Greg. Stole every scene he was in. But a lot of talented young... I didn't even know that that was Lee Pace. So that's, really? That's awesome. Really? I like him a lot. He's so... He's he, so good. He's, he's like iconic looking, no? I, I mean, every time I, I see he, Lee Pace, I instantly know it's Lee Pace. He's the most, I don't, because he's always got some... He's always changing his look, so... Yeah, but his face is so distinguished. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He's definitely great looking. Our uh, female cast includes... Our two leads, I guess you could say, which is B, played by Maria Bakalova, who people will be familiar with probably from the Borat sequel, and she'll be in the upcoming Guardians movie. She's this rising star, as well as Amandla. Amandla. God. It's, it's like Amanda, but Amandula. I hope Amand- Amandula. Maybe it's a clerical error. Maybe I'm... It's not. It's Amandla not. Stenberg as Sophie. Yeah. Who played, actually, she was Rue in The Hunger Games, and she's been in a lot of great stuff since The Hate You Give... She was Rue? Yeah, she, I think Rue wasn't Rue. Crazy. She's Well, she definitely has grown up. It was up. 10 years ago, yeah. Yeah, she's grown up. We also have Rachel Sennett as Alice. Chase Sweet Wonders as Emma. Man, rough day. Mm. Mahila. Mahala. Let me see. It's the one in the middle. It's Jordan. <laughs> you have five seconds. Mihala? Mihala? Mihala. Mihala. Mihala Harold as Jordan. <laughs> Stop laughing at me. I'm only laughing. Uh, Lee Pace was Greg. Pete Davidson was David. And then we had a cameo, fantastic little cameo from Connor O'Malley as Max. Who was that? He's a comedian uh, and a all-around kind of a quirky guy. Is he a Gen Z guy? No, he's a millennial. But he's been in stuff like Palm Springs. Um, yeah, he looked familiar. He's, he's like, he had a, a bit of an, it doesn't matter. He's barely in the movie. <laughs> Never mind. What happened here? Yeah. Bodies, bodies, bodies. So. Bitties, bitties, bitties. Yeah, we already kind of mentioned what the movie was genre-wise. The Essentially, the synopsis is a group of young, either high school or college students, I think they were graduating college, maybe, are gathered at a remote estate. It's like a mansion. We don't know where. It's in the woods somewhere. And they're gathered to kind of hang out for a weekend or something, party a little bit, you know, reconnect. Uh, Sophie is... Judge each other. Yeah, exactly. Sophie is estranged from the rest of her friend group, and she comes with her girlfriend, Baggage. B. And there's a lot of drama between our cast, and yeah, there's a big storm that rolls in. And that night, they play a murder mystery game, like, you know, Werewolf or something like that, called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. And shortly after beginning that game, People start to die. People start dying. Actual deaths. Yes. Well, one in particular. Do we, do we want to get into spoiler territory? Yeah. All right, full spoilers. Spoilers here. From here on out. Pete Davidson dies. He's the first to go. <laughs> he shows up with his neck cut. Someone slit his throat, and that sends the rest of our cast spiraling 
into a chaotic cycle of meta commentary, paranoia, and blame, and murder, or accidental murder, accidental manslaughter. Is that called manslaughter? Both accidental and woman slaughter. Yeah. And then one by one, they they go down until the end. Uh, there's a reveal. And what's that reveal, Stephen? <laughs> the reveal is that the murder that set the blame and accusation into play that essentially ends up ensuring that everybody kind of kills each other in different ways, mainly out of spite or jealousy or accidents or, you know, protection or whatever. The, the murder that set all that into motion was Pete Davidson with a machete. He was doing a TikTok. Trying to do a TikTok <laughs> where he takes a machete and cuts the cork off of a champagne bottle because it's something that Greg did earlier and he was jealous of Greg. Yeah. And um, he fails at it for a long time and then ends up sl- <laughs> ends up cutting his throat with the machete yeah. and dies, bleeds out. Yep. So it was revealed there was in fact no killer on the loose. Nope. No murderer, nope. you know, per se. Uh, but since Pete Davidson <laughs> killed himself on accident. Yep. That caused the paranoia, which causes the girls to end up killing Greg next because they thought he was the murderer. And B ends up smashing the back of Greg's skull in with like a, a dumbbell to because everyone thought he was going to you know kill someone else. And then the girls end up one way or another killing each other until only Sophie and B are left. Yeah. And they're about to potentially kill each other when it is revealed that they see uh, Pete Davidson's phone with the TikTok, and everything starts to click for them and for the audience. And a big, a big plot device here is the storm takes out the power and the internet and their access mm-hmm. to their world, essentially, yeah. and how these young people know how to essentially get on in the world. All that's stripped away, and they couldn't call nine one one. There's no way that, you know, any investigation could have taken place about how Pete Davidson died. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the most interesting parts to me about how the events of this film played out because it instigates the conflict by exposing the thing that this generation sort of relies on is technology, specifically social media and their technology to be able to be connected to the world around them. Yeah. That it seemingly has almost like overeducated them on matters that don't always matter, but also, and this is just like a Gen Z thing. It's like overeducated them to the point where they can call things as they see them, but they are also all almost like pseudo intellectuals because that's how it ends up working out. It's because they all think they're, they're masters on all of these different things. And yeah. they all try to overanalyze each other and blame each other for different things. Like a lot of these, these popular social buzzwords like gaslighting and triggered triggering and even stuff that touches on race silencing oh, like yeah. you're silencing, silencing me <laughs> and anyway i am just, an ally <laughs> just, yeah <laughs> talking about sophie who's like black it's so funny it's crazy me being sort of like a very heavy millennial kind of as an older individual looking at this generation going, I just feel like it's the age old problem of every generation as they come up, they, they uh, have these resources that 
expand the capability of their intellect and therefore they're young and they, they think that they know, but they really don't know. And they really just need to shut the fuck up and learn and, and be quiet for maybe 10 more years before they actually learn some harder life lessons before they can actually be functioning adults, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's why I said that each character like has moments of uh, astounding clarity. Like you're thinking, yeah. oh, this person gets it. And then they go yeah. and do something that shows just how either hypocritical or ironically stupid that person is because they end up falling into those same traps. Yeah. Like when Pete Davidson's talking about like, oh, what are you going to call me a narcissist now? And yeah. he's so obviously a narcissist. Oh, you have a Twitter account. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, that all speaks to what I'm kind of saying is it, it more shows to me the naivety. Yeah. You think you know what you're saying. And to some extent you do know what you're saying, but you're blaming the wrong person here. Yeah. These are all very flawed characters. Yeah. We should talk about that. Like the way that these characters were portrayed. Excellent. I don't, I'm, I want to say like masterful. They were so well written <laughs> and thought out and they each have their own baggage too. Yeah. And it explores that from each perspective and each person gets like to shine yes. in their own way. Yeah. Really, really amazing. Cause you start the film and as the characters start to interact with each other, they're all quote unquote saying who they are without actually stating it mm -hmm. just by exhibiting their flaws in a sense of like sort of wearing their hearts on their sleeves, which I have recognized in Gen Z a lot and wearing their hearts on their sleeves. Every one of their friends that are in their, in this close friend group can recognize the flaws of that person. But a lot of times the people themselves are blind to it, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And they're not able to call it out themselves. Yeah. <laughs> and that is shown time and time again throughout yeah. the movie. It's super, it's super sad. Like it's, it's, it was both hilarious. I think that was like, you know, it was like that black dark comedy mm -hmm. happening. It's hilarious, but it's also extremely sad to me as someone that's a little bit older looking in on it going, man, this is really sad. Like, yeah, you know, and I'm really, I think it nailed it in that regard. And I was concerned initially when we were seeing the trailers a lot in the previous months that it would kind of get overdone a little bit and overplayed. But this movie like never felt like that to me. It was always tonally not only consistent, but always uh, interesting and fresh and funny. And I just have to hand it to the writers and the actors for like they nailed it, killing it. Yeah, they nailed like, it. No pun intended. <laughs> I also thought it was going to be sort of a flanderized yeah film about Gen Z. That's kind of what it looked like to me from the trailers. That led me to say as we were walking out. I felt like it was mismarketed. A little bit. Well, they really played up that angle, I think, to bring in the younger crowd. Mm. And maybe it worked. I don't know how it's been doing in the last week at the box office. I but, have no idea. But I think it was definitely targeting that demographic. Um, yeah. And then, you know, better to be pleasantly surprised, I guess, than to be... Yeah. Because this movie was that. It was, again, like uh, focusing on that aspect not so much flanderizing the characters, but you, you're getting what you paid for, but you're getting more than you paid for. Like besides all the great commentary, yeah. like this was still, a, I think in my opinion, an extremely well done, yes. like thriller slasher. Yeah. It's, it's almost like a masterclass though of the commentary of Gen Z. It's a masterful work as a commentary for generation Z. Yeah. Does that make sense? I, and I think 
I think, um, I mean, I agree with you, obviously, but I think it, it'll be good for the Generation Z yeah. audience to see that. And yeah. I think, as we said, same with the characters in their situations in the film, I think people watching, younger people who are watching this movie will be able to identify yeah. like the hypocrisy and all the insanity, the absurdity, mm-hmm. and maybe have a moment of self-reflection in their own lives and kind mm-hmm. of do a little introspection. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think I think it's really good for that. Yeah, one other aspect of this film that I thought was captured just brilliantly was, and and this is a quality that I've also recognized and identified in Generation Z, is that every person has this presence of of being put together, but they also have, like almost every Gen Z person has this, an element of like there's something weird about that person, like and and, and not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. They're just like, like people would call nerds, nerds or geeks, geeks. Like there's like a weird little quirk. So like, as you're going and meeting these characters, every person is just slightly has like a quirk or like a, like a weird aspect to their personhood. Yeah. In like I said, not in a bad way. It's kind of like one character also has a podcast and she likes to do that, but she's also uh, maybe the ditzy person of the group. And then you have a character who you can tell has some sort of trauma in her background and she always just tells it like it is and gets in people's faces. And she's like very antagonistic. You have like the character who like has an accent, like might be Russian and she shows up and she like, nobody knows her backstory. And then you have, Hmm. you have a character who like, you know, even at a very young age has already dealt with uh, drug abuse and recovery and addiction and, this you know another character who's a lot like cassie in euphoria who like is kind of like stuck in this relationship because she doesn't know how to get out of it because she's deeply insecure and then you have the really wealthy like privileged like pete davidson character you know and who maybe thinks he's better than everybody and there's these like really strange little nuances and then you have greg who's (laughs) maybe 45 to 50 greg's a treasure and but he's like hanging out with these kids and everyone's just like oh that's cool like that's that's what cool (laughs) is you know and yeah that's not really cool it's just kind of weird you know creepy yeah yeah and and that's kind of what i'm saying is like every character has like kind of like a that's kind of strange and i feel like a lot of more aged generations could look at those qualities of those, those characters and go, that's kind of strange. Like that's weird that that would be happening, Mm -hmm. but it is very telling of the generation that we're seeing right now, you know, with Gen Z. Yeah. Kind of surreal. It, it, there is almost the surrealistic aspect to it, but I, I, I almost don't even know how to describe it, you know, but I see it all the time. I mean, I mean, I'm sure you see it like on Twitch and stuff, but it's like, it's like, I see it walking out my front door. It's almost like the whole Reddit Twitch culture of like, there's just like a tinge of like, oh, this person's very intelligent, maybe even valedictorian, but. Oh, I think that just goes back to where you were saying earlier about the internet. I like. Yeah. uh, Both showcasing these things, but also embellishing them. Like every, every small character trait is kind of blown up Mm -hmm. in the world we live in Mm -hmm. because everybody can display themselves all the time. Yeah. And, th- and that becomes their identity, though. Yeah, yeah. And as they identify with it, that identity oftentimes is only surface level deep. Sure. And that's what I think is like one of the fatal flaws of Gen Z as as they try to identify with something like, oh, I'm an influencer, but they only have like 100 followers on their podcast or something. 
and yeah. they're not really an influencer. You and I are not influencers. We don't have that many listeners. So <laughs> like I wouldn't go around going, I identify as a, an influencer. I just, this is something I just do for fun, you know, yet, not yet. <laughs> LOL. Hashtag me too. <laughs> yeah. No, I would agree. I, I would argue that like Gen Z is just like the focus of it because, uh, they've grown up and had like the ability to be like the most flamboyant generation yet because of so many reasons. And that's not a bad thing. It's just, yeah. And I think if every per, this is just how people are, this is how humanity is, but we've never as a society been able to like, in some cases celebrate those qualities (laughs) as not, it's never been like, we've never been able to do that until now. Yeah. And this movie was really interesting because it shows you, it's like, what would happen if you took a bunch of these Gen Z folk who identify with these biographies on the internet that they've essentially made for themselves and you, yeah, these personas that they've made for themselves and stripped all that away so that they have to basically be in survival, like actual survival mode where there's no power, no internet, no way to call for help. Yeah. How would they react? And uh they essentially just start, blaming each other and yelling at each other mm-hmm. the whole time until they all kill themselves. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really funny in that way. Like it's, it's, it's a very black comedy in that way, but yeah, but that obviously is an exaggeration mm-hmm. of what would actually happen. Well, <laughs> well, that's also why I loved the, the climactic twist in this movie, the reveal that there was no killer, yeah. that you just put all these people in a box, shake it a little bit exactly. and see what happens. It's so brilliant. But that's the, that's the commentary is strip yeah. all that away. What do you have? That's And it's not just the internet. Like we keep we keep making that a big point, but it's everything else that surrounds like our culture and mm-hmm. young people specifically. Mm-hmm. It's the drinking, it's the it's the drugs, it's the parties. It's the way like uh, we view relationships in the modern era and what like relationships mean to us. Like it goes so far beyond just social media mm-hmm. that I think it, the conversation is bigger, but you know, yeah. it, it would take like a long time to break down every little part of what makes these, what makes this such a, a fascinating commentary. Right. This movie, but ultimately, uh, beyond all that, I think it was still just really good. Yeah. As a movie, totally. Uh, just just to love on the other parts of it real quick, like the technical aspect of it, fantastic setting, mm-hmm. and like having it in the middle of a storm, it all the rain on the outside of the house, hearing that the whole time and the thunder and the lightning, it gave it a very like cozy and intimate feeling, which I think just lent even more immersiveness to the whole plot, almost claustrophobic, which was really cool. They're they're scurrying around a lot of the time in the dark and it was shot like remarkably well for something that like doesn't, it's clear light, like you can't use a lot of light when you're, your conceit is the power's out, you know, and you're right. just shooting and crawling around in the dark. But yeah. it looked really good. The soundtrack was a banger, obviously. You know, a lot of crazy, like, dance. <laughs> I don't even know what genre, like, kind of... Wasn't... Housey? Like, Disaster Piece, the person that did the... No way. The was score he? for it? Hold on, I gotta look that up real quick. I saw his name there in the credits. You might be right. Original music by Disaster Piece. That's hype. I got to check that soundtrack out. He did, I mean, he's done a lot of stuff from video games to films. He did It Follows, Under the Silver Lake, Triple Frontier. Yeah. That's really cool, though. Yeah, the music was was really cool. From, like, that party segments to the more horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there was one theme. It was the theme that played at the beginning, at the end, and the end, where the theme that played when 
um, they were underwater. Yeah. Remember that theme? Mm-hmm. That was really cool. They were put, they were slow pushing in on the fact that she left the light on in the car, Yeah, which killed the car. So they couldn't escape by the car either. But, um, yeah, that theme was really, really cool. Yeah. Did you, did you at any point see the reveal coming that, uh, there was no killer or like, at what point did it like become clear to you? Cause I kind of thought that the whole time. Oh yeah. But then I was also second guessing myself over and over going who, like who could it be yeah. the whole time I thought it might be, was it B or V B? B the whole time I thought it might be B. Yeah. And then I was like, maybe it's Sophie. Uh-huh. It's one of them too. I think they did a good job sowing the seeds of doubt for most of the characters. Yeah. Thinking, Oh, it could be. Yeah one or two they did a great job i mean it's it's just like a a fantastically entertaining movie and it was nice with, and, a, with an amazing amazingly large commentary about that yeah. generation it was short and sweet too only an hour and a half yeah like no wasted time yeah really fascinating to open on like a one take of just yeah the making out for like 60 seconds a little <laughs> little a little awkward but also understandable yeah it sets the tone yeah Totally. I don't know. I'm a big fan. I did not expect to like this movie as much as I did. Uh-huh. Same. I would rate it very highly. Same. Yeah, it was And really I would good. recommend some certain people to check it out. Maybe not like your conservative parents, <laughs> but most other people probably going to have a good time. Maybe a good date night movie as well, you know? Maybe. If, if your relationship is solid <laughs> and your foundation is solid. True, true. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I think A24... Uh, did a great job here as they always do distributing and finding this film and distributing it and, and supporting this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Another win for a 24 for sure. Something I didn't even expect to see like Marcel, the shell. Yeah. And I'm unsure. I'm still, I'm like jury's out on Pearl. I, I have no idea if I'm going to watch that movie. I'm almost like, yeah, we'll see what happens. I yeah. think it, <laughs> it could be better than X. I th- X was good, but it wasn't like, I want to see like Mia Goth really like lose it. Yeah. And it looks like she's going to really cheese it up in this movie. So that could yeah. be fun. Yeah. But yeah, I need more Rachel Senate. Rachel was so funny as Alice in this movie. Everything she said had me rolling on the floor, metaphorically speaking. Yeah. We were laughing a lot for sure during this. It was so funny because there's so many absurd comments. Yeah. And I, well, maybe I'm just a sucker for absurdism, but it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. It was really funny. I want to see it. Again, go maybe. see, go see it again. She's so funny though, like yeah. the Alice character. Yeah, every great. other line was. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about Lee Pace. That guy is insanely attractive. <laughs> what a weird character! It's so it's, bo- it's, it's characters like that that really make me have confidence in the direction of the films. Yeah, when a character like that pops up and they're like just randomly in the movie. Yeah, and the you're, gag, you're just like, wow, that that's so brilliantly done. You yeah. know, it's it's very, very well done. How funny was it when it was revealed he was just a veterinarian tech, <laughs> not a soldier? <laughs> he wouldn't even hurt a bunny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway. I often wonder about what will happen to the generation after Gen Z. Gen Z plus? Gen A. Back to A. <laughs> and, but like, I, I would love to hear some cultural projectionist analysts or something talk about what they think will happen with that generation because that that's that's i'm fairly certain it's gwen's generation yeah right? probably and it's it's the kids that are being raised by millennials so Sorry. it'll be interesting even more interesting to see the generation that are raised by gen zers I, listen as a cynical person 
uh, in many ways. The planet's going to be dead by then. No, That's I was going to say I have I have I have faith in oh, uh, okay. Gen Z, at least more than like the boomers that are killing Gen Z. You know, crucifying the ones that are like actively murdering our future. You know, I feel like Generation Z, despite all their flaws, there's there's like a snapback that's happening where it's like we can identify the problems because we're living in them, and then we'll hopefully, you know, idealistically do better. Hopefully, moving forward. Hopefully, and idealistically, yes, I'm an idealist. <laughs> so that's bodies, bodies, bodies. Go see it in theaters. Um, but be safe because there's epidemics happening. So anyway, be careful, listeners. Podcasting is hard. <laughs> All right, here's a song from Disaster Piece. Yeah. Or a part of the soundtrack. Who knows what feature Steven and Gabe will pick? Here it is. Mm-hmm. 